You are listening to Cultivating Indigenous Voices, hosted and produced by Tina Andrew. Today's guest is Max Baca, leader of Los Texamaniacs Conjunto Band. Max also for many years played alongside the infamous Tex-Mex supergroup, the Texas Tornadoes. A few months ago, Max came into town and performed at the Alba Amphitheater. It was backstage where I had the opportunity to interview him. Hello, Max. Thank you so much for taking the time to be interviewed. Please tell us a little about yourself. My name is Max Baca, and um, I was born and raised in, uh, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, that's where I uh, grew up some years later in uh, 1997. I moved to, to Texas, and um, that was because I had joined a, a group called the Texas Tornadoes. And I toured with them guys for about 10 years with Freddie Fender, Flaco Jimenez, Doug Salm, and Augie Myers. But going back to my childhood, yeah, I grew up in uh, New Mexico, and uh, my father was a musician. He was an accordion player, and he was really popular in the, in the local areas, you know, he really popular in uh, New Mexico and Arizona. And uh, I remember when I was a kid, I was like maybe nine years old, 10 years old, and I would go with my dad because, to play, because he, he told me, you know, I need a bass player this next weekend. He took me to, to the pawn shop, and he said, this is bass, you like this bass? And I said, yeah. He goes, okay, I'm gonna buy you, you have to learn it by next weekend. So, okay, so I did it, you know, I just learned the basic, you know, and I remember going, we would go to the reservation to play, oh. and um, yeah, in Pawake, you know, in, in Laguna, it was yeah. Laguna. So we'd go play for the fiestas, and I remember um, we, my dad would play, and they'd come up to me, and they, they would tell him, we like that chicken scratch that you guys play. We really <laughs> like that chicken scratch that you play. And uh, I never knew what that meant, you know, mm-hmm. until years later, later on, until I got educated to what, what, where that music comes from, you know. And so that's a whole different uh, music, you know, that, that, that was, that's from the natives, you know. They, they play the accordion and the, and the, and the bajo, and the, you know. And so I learned that later on in, in, in the years went by. But uh, I remember as a kid, my dad, playing and they would say we like you like the way you play we like your chicken scratch you play and so my dad had recorded had about seven albums out and he was get, getting a lot of airplay in the radio local radio stations you know around so he was pretty popular in the in the, in the 60s you know and so um, yeah and then I was born in uh, 1967 and um, my first gig at the age of uh, five years old uh, it was in my gig but it, my uh, when my dad introduced me to, he sat me down on a chair and, and he I learned two songs on the accordion and so he, he debuted me, in other words, you know. What it were those it songs? was it was um, Monterrey, Pol- okay. the Polka Monterrey. So that was the first song I learned, and the second song I learned was. In the mood, Glenn Miller. In the mood. Yeah. So I, um, so I, I never, I never sang then. You know, I was too so young. I didn't, I didn't understand the Spanish. You know, I didn't, you know, because I grew up, you know, going to school and, you know, speaking English and so forth. And as, as when I, as I got into like before high school, because um, I was playing this music, my dad's music, and, and it was singing in Spanish. So I had started singing in Spanish. My dad told me, "You got to learn how to speak Spanish because you're, you're Mexican. You know, you're, it's who you are. You know, you got to learn, you got to learn and keep." 
be proud of your culture and, and where you come from and you speak Spanish, he said. So so I started learn, trying to learn Spanish, you know, so by the time I was to my 20s, I guess, I, I, I was able to speak Spanish pretty good. And But um, me and my brother, uh, we had a, our own conjunto, we had our own band, you know, so I was, I guess, about 12 years old. That's when I met Flaco Jimenez. And uh, so my, my dad took us to go see him play. And so we got really inspired by his music. And so me and my brother, we were like, hey, we want to play too. And so we formed our own band called the Baca Brothers. Los Hermanos Baca. And we recorded, hey, baby, que pasó? And we made it pretty popular in, in the New Mexico area. It was like the number one song, you know, for, for a long time. But of course, Augie Myers for the Tornadoes, Texas Tornadoes, he wrote that song, you know. So anyhow, but uh, so me and my brother had our own band to the, you know, all through the, you know, I guess through high school, you know, through, through middle school and high school. And we play out all the Jamaicas, all the ch- church festivals, you know, all the gatherings and just, you know, weddings, uh, what do you call it, uh, quinceañeras, you know. So that's how I learned, you know, and watching my dad play and, my, you know, and then playing with my dad. And when he, when he said, you, you got you know, it was kind of like, okay, I better learn. So I just listened to the to the record or just watch, just watch their fingers, yeah. the the guys on stage, how they move their fingers, and I'd be okay. He was he did it like this, I think, you know, <laughs> whatever. But it finally came to me, you know, and um, and uh, so that's how I learned. Uh, I never went to school, you know. I, I mean, I went to school, but I didn't uh, never graduated because mm-hmm. I wanted to play music. Yeah. So I only went to like maybe the ninth, half of the ninth grade, tenth grade, and I hated school. <laughs> <laughs> I hated school, man, with a passion. And my mom, my mom, she um, she would um, have a hard time getting me up in the morning to, to go to school. You know, she'd have to pull the blankets off, and uh, it was cold. You know, oh, okay, I get up, and I had to go to school. Okay, but I, I, I was I wanted to play music. You know, I wanted, I, wanted, I loved music, and it didn't matter what 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 it was. If it was country, if it was rockabilly, if it was bluegrass, it, it was whatever. Tejano, conjunto, you know, I just I just loved music, you know. So I grew up, you know, in high school, you know, me and my brother had our band and we played locally, you know, and all these things and stuff. And then when I was about 24, um, Texas Tornadoes, they came to, to play through Albuquerque and they sold out the Coliseum there, right? And um, I guess it was in like in 1990, Around that time, 1990, I was 24, I guess. And um, so Flaco said, hey, man, uh, our Vajo player, which their Vajo player was my idol. His name was Oscar Tellez. And he was a great Vajo sexto player, and he was my idol. And um, and so he didn't, he wasn't playing with the band for some reason. I don't know. So Flaco said, hey, Oscar's not playing, so bring your Vajo and come and sit in with us, you know. So, oh, great. I was there. Yeah, so I brought my Vajo. And, Man, it was the first time I ever played in front of, you know, 40,000 people, you know, you know, in the, in the Coliseum, you know. And so, because I was used to playing weddings and, you know, little bars and kids, you know, with my, you know my, me and my brother, you know. So, so the next thing you know, I'm, I'm playing, you know, six tornadoes were playing. And then the, that night afterwards, uh, they, they recorded it through the, through, the, through the mixing boards and stuff. And so Freddie Federer would listen to it. And he says, hey, man, he, you want to finish the tour with us? I said, yes, oh man, I said, I, 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 absolutely. So that's how I got my lucky break, you know, yeah. I got my lucky break. And so I did the tour with them, went to California, went to, oh man, up and up to, to Seattle, crossed over to the Midwest, you know, to Wyoming and Colorado, and we toured the whole, you know, the, the whole United States, you know, and, and then we played for Bill Clinton's inaugural ball. Yeah, it was cool. And uh, so I got to meet him, you know, and the, uh, 
And um, I remember, you know, all I know is, you know, I don't know about all these presidents because, you know, everything. I don't, I don't get into politics yeah. because it's, to me, it's all. Um, but, but I'll do I'll say that when Bill Clinton was a president, mm -hmm. we had gigs. <laughs> you know, we had a lot of gigs, man. We were playing. The economy was, to me, was good. You know, it was, yeah. and, and, and uh, I got to meet him, and uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, playing with the Texas Tornadoes. It was a what an it was an honor, you know. How many years did you play with them? I played with them ten years, ten years, ninety. I think we start, I played with them in the ninety since ninety, mm -hmm. and then in nineteen ninety nine, we had just finished filming Austin City Limits, okay. and. Uh, and then maybe a month later, or two months, maybe about a month later, mm -hmm. Doug Sam passed away. He, yeah, and so it was a shock, you know. So, so we still toured like maybe another year without him, you know. But it wasn't the same, you know. So, it was, and then Freddie Fender got sick, and then he died, yeah. and then I, and that was that was it. I said, you know, there's no more Texas tornadoes, you know. So, yeah. I mean, there's still Flaco Jimenez. Thank God, is still with us, and Augie Myers, you know. And so. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so I decided in 1997 yeah. to form my own band, yeah. and I said I want to keep that flame that yeah. the Texas Tornadoes have. That's gonna be my next question. Yeah. I wanted... now, how did you start the band, and how did you select the band members? It was because um, when after Doug and Freddie Fender passed away, I um, I said I want to keep you know the, that flame and that style of, of the of the Texas Tornadoes singing English, rock and roll, Tex-Mex, rock and roll, and also my roots, which is the conjunto, you know. So I, I said, I'm going to form my own band, you know, and I didn't know what what the name of the band was going to be yet or anything, you know, so I just uh, formed some guys together and, and uh, they wanted to play and, you know, guys would come and go and stuff and and then the ones that kind of stuck around, then we said, okay, well, well this, we're getting serious here and let's, let's record something, you know. And um, so at the time I had a bass player, his name was uh, Speedy Villanueva. He was the original bass player for La Mafia, the oh, band La Mafia. Yeah, yeah. So he, he was the original bass player and then the original accordion player. I had a couple of them, uh, Piri Barra, he used to play with Emilio Nevaida, and then uh, Michael Guerra. He was playing with the Mavericks, uh, and then uh, and he, he's not playing with them anymore. But uh, well, he was one of the first, one of the first also. And so drummers, we'd have to get a drummer every other weekend. It seemed like man, it was it was hard to find drummers. So I don't know why, but you know, but but I was able to keep the the sound that I that I grew up listening, and and just I guess basically be myself, you know, because. I, I mean, you can't be somebody you're not, you know. You, yeah, you like to play rock and roll, you like to rock out and all that, but is that really who you are? You gotta be who you are, you know. And so my dad told me, always remember who, where you come from, where you, where you, who you are inside, you know, because otherwise you're gonna be assimilating, you know, imitating, you know, and whatever you call it, you know, and, 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 and not being true to who you are, you know. So I, I, I just, okay thought about that and I just just play who I am and and then all of a sudden before you know we did a recording and then we did another recording and then okay now that's Tex Maniacs that's 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 who we are that's the sound that we have you know that's what, that's what we're coming from within so I decided to call the name uh, uh, I wanted at first I was going to call it the Texas Twisters you know the Tex <laughs> Tex Twisters or Tex Texas Twisters you know yeah. and then around that time my, my bass player he was a like he li he liked the rock and roll he loved Van Halen you know he that was his favorite you know Van Halen and, and, um, and then at that time there was a band called the Thousand Maniacs they, they were hitting you know uh -huh. they you know and so he goes how about Tex Maniac Texas Maniacs 
the Texas Maniacs. I don't know. Kind of sounds like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> kind of, it didn't. It didn't appeal to to a band, you know, like a first thing. I thought about it, and then I said, maybe Tex Maniacs. That's kind of cool. Yeah. It's different, you know. Nobody's ha- thought of that, you know. So, so I so I patented and I registered it under my name, and yeah. So that's how I came up with the name, and um, and then throughout the years, you know, then Speedy, the bass player, he he would quit, you know. Or because he, he wanted to go to the to the military or whatever you know, and and then he came back with his military uniform on. He knocked on my door with a Budweiser, and he says, "The heck with the army! I want to play music." He said, <laughs> so, "So he came back into the band, you know. So he came back. He came in back and back and forth, you know, a few times, you know. And uh, but uh, uh, anyhow, but uh, uh, then I ended up getting another accordion player, mm-hmm. and, uh, and the and the accordion player I ended up getting was his name was David Farias. And he he was original member of a group called La Tropa F, yeah. and um, uh, and from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was growing up, I used to love the Tropa F. Before they were the Tropa F, they were called Los Hermanos Farias. Okay. And when they were Los Hermanos Farias, my mom had all the records, 45s, albums. Yeah. And so I remember, and we didn't, you know, back then we didn't have new modern. There wasn't um, CDs or cell phones or yeah. computers or you know, it was just not even pager. You know, it was just old phone that you dial like that. You know, with your finger, you dial rotation. You know, yeah. so that was that was you know where, where where I got started. You know, I mean the band started. You know, and yeah, yeah there's, there's David Farias. So he came into the band, and um, and then we had a then we had a drummer and a, a bass player mm-hmm. uh, named Oscar Garcia, mm-hmm. and Oscar Garcia now plays the accordion for the Garcia brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was playing bass with us at the time and. Yeah. And we won it when we won our Grammy. So um, oh, wow. in 2000, and I guess from two, so David Farias came into the band in 2004. Because I remember we just rec- finished recording uh, the first album, which was called the Tex Mix Groove. It was released in 2004. And then 2005 was when David Farias came in the band. Yeah, and then we got invited to go play uh, during the, for, for the troops uh, when the war was going on yeah. in uh, Iraq. Yeah. And it was like really happy and really bad, you know. So. So I remember that's when David came in, and then we, we said, hey, man, you know, we thought about it, I thought about it, and, and the money was good, you know, and, and all that, but then they had to sign a paper, and like, pretty much if, if you, something happens to you, we're not responsible, the military, you know, you, you're going on your own, you know, yeah. in other words, and then I'm thinking, well, there's no insurance, man, I'm that, you know, so, <laughs> but I said, you know, you know what, if it, if, if it, when it's time, it's time, yeah. you know, it's the bottom line, you know, yeah. I mean, you, when, when, when God says, hey, Time to, time to check out. Yeah. And that's when you're gonna check out, you know. Yeah. So I, I said that and I prayed about it and and, uh, and I said, oh, you know what? I'm gonna go. So we did and, and it was it was well worth doing, man. We did. We ended up doing four of those tours. Oh, yeah. Wow. I went to Iraq twice, yeah. Afghanistan once, okay. and Kosovo and Bosnia, uh, one time. And uh, it was a great experience, man. They gave us a. We got back and and the the, the mayor of San Antonio gave us. A, a bunch of awards and it was really cool yeah and, and we did it for the for the troops you know to lift their morale up you know because they're out there they're out there fighting and, and you know and, and seeing some some terrible things and mm-hmm. and so you know we did it for them you know and, and there was times where we would play for 200 soldiers and there was times we'd play for 10 soldiers there was times we'd just play one that was in the medical yeah. it was in the medic you know laid up yeah. Wounded, you know, or something, you know, and poor, you know, you know, you, you, you think, man, you've got to think, those guys are there wounded, you know, and by themselves, mm-hmm. and then nobody, them. so we'd go in there and, hey, talk to them, and, yeah. 
and play a little, play me a little music, and, and then a tear comes from their eye of joy, you know, to hear, you know. And so that was that was what, what we were supposed to do, you know. And uh, I'll do it again if it if it ever was to happen, because just to for, to to experience that, you know, because we're human beings, man. We're human men, and, and we we all we all feel we 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 hurt, you know, and. And we have feelings, and, and, and you know, when somebody's laid up in the hospital like that, you know, because I know, as I was in, I had COVID, I almost died. Yeah, I was that close, man. And uh, I was two weeks in the, in the ICU. So when you're there and, and, you're, and no family's allowed to visit you, you're, I mean, you, you know, the nurses are in shields. This was before the vaccines and all that, you know. Anyhow, uh, yeah, that's how I got the band started, you know, and, and we, uh, you know, did the tours and we um, won us a Grammy. In um, for 2009, yeah. but we received it in 2010 because the uh, the Grammys were like in January, yeah. but it was for the year 2009, you know. Okay. And so um, we uh, we got nominated, man, and I was like, oh my God, I could, oh, are you serious? I'm nominated <laughs> for a Grammy, man. And I never, you know, thought in my wildest dreams that you know would win with my band a Grammy, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, those are for like the the pop artists and, and you know and stuff like that so no but there's a lot of categories that that, that, that you can that include different artists like uh, regional me Mexican you know mariachi um, there's there's so many different categories in, and and um, Cajun and Zydeco all kinds you know uh, but they you know lately they they've combined all the categories you know They've, they've, they've got like a, when we like this last year in 2018 we got nominated again mm -hmm. for our Cruzando Borders a Crossing Borders mm -hmm. album that's called Crossing Borders and um, we got nominated but they combined the categories so they combined regional Mexican yeah. including Tejano and then they, and then they with mariachi, yeah. with uh, inter, uh, what is that um, banda? Yeah. Uh, it, it was like yeah, they yeah. combined it all in the same category, yeah. man. So now we were we were nominated against Luis Miguel. <laughs> you know, it's like how in the hell are we gonna ever win yeah. win a Grammy? We're nominated with Luis Miguel. You know, it's a no brainer. Yeah. And and so you know Luis Miguel, and then it was nominated uh, Los Tex Maniacs. Then there was um, uh, what's that uh, banda? Uh, no, it was uh, Calibre 50 or something. Oh, okay. so, yeah, and then um, Mariachi Sol de Mexico, oh, okay. de Jose Hernandez. Yeah. And so all these different categories, they yeah. combine them in, in that, you know. And, uh, and now the Cajun and the Zydeco is combined with folk and, and hmm. you know, and bluegrass, you know. Yeah. And so it's, 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 it's hard, you know. You know yeah. It's hard enough to, to, to get nominated, you know. Yeah. And then they combine them, you know. But oh well, that's the way they did it. Whatever. But um, it was an honor, yeah. just to be nominated, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So but it was uh, we, we recorded with um, a, a label called Smithsonian Folkways, oh, okay. and so they have uh, a lot of traditional folk artists in there. Because mm -hmm. conjunto music that we play, mm -hmm. it's a form. It's a form of folk music. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's a folk. Music. The accordion is a, an acoustic instrument. You don't. You don't plug it in. It's acoustic. You know the bajo sexto is acoustic. You know the upright bass is acoustic. So when you have those instruments, that's folk music. You know it just we put a little a little brown color to it. You know. <laughs> yeah. So what is your brand instrument of choice? I choose. The, I chose. You know, at first I, I told you I had the first instrument I ever learned was accordion. Yeah. And uh, my, you know, and then when my dad 
when I was about seven years old, because I played at, I started playing at five, and at about seven years old, my dad took me to meet Flaco Jimenez. Mm -hmm. And so he had a vajo pair that, that was, I never heard of a vajo sexto, you know, I, I, it was always a guitar or, or you know, and, um, but I, I would hear the records, the recordings, but I never saw one live until my dad took me and showed it. So we saw Flaco, and then I saw that vajo player, and I, he was just awesome, man. He was just incredible. So I said, that's what I want to be. <laughs> I want to do that. So then I chose the Bajo Sexto. I chose the Bajo Sexto. And, uh, um, you know, I learned just the traditional style, you know. And, you know, even today, yeah, I, I can play, you know, progress it up a little bit. But um, I, 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 um, I stay in, in my boundaries, you know, and the traditional, you know, and play the old school with the, old, with the, low, with the low strings and, you know, the way the Bajo Sexto was designed to play. And uh, the nowadays, there's there's so many bajo players that are, that are like super great, man. Yeah. And uh, one of them, in particular, is from here, he's your cousin, <laughs> yeah. Stevie Ray Vavages, man. And that guy, I mean, I'm so proud of him because I met him here where we're doing this interview uh -huh. in this room right here. That's where I met oh, him. Wow. And cool. he said, he said, can I see your bajo? And and this was years back, you know, yeah. a lot of years ago. And I said, sure. And he got in and he started playing it and. And um, I said, man, this guy's good. And he was like, wow, he, goes, he told me it's an honor to meet you, you're my idol. And I'm like, wow, really, wow. And he goes, do you have any advice for me? And like, bajo, and I said, yeah. I said, well, I said, play the, the low strings. Don't, you know, because now the bajo players, they take the low strings off and they just do the bottom strings, you know. And they don't play those low strings, you know, what it was made for, you know. I said, just always play those low, those low, low strings, man. And then, and then take it to another level. I said, play whatever you, play rock. Play whatever it is, man. That nobody can play on that instrument. I told him, and he, nowadays, now, he he has he did that. He did that. Mm -hmm. You know, he won uh, the Bajo Player of the Year. Two, yeah. I think two years. You know, two years. In, and um, he's a he's a he's a. I consider him now a, a master. Yeah. He progressed it to another level. Mm -hmm. I'm really proud of him. And there's a lot of other Bajo players out there, you know. But like I said, he's he took my advice and he stayed, played those low notes, where 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 nobody else does that anymore, you know. They're just the high notes, you know. But I, I'm I was glad to uh, inspire him. That makes me feel good, you know. That that's what I that's what I, you know. People sometimes ask me, you know, why you do music, you know, you know, you know. And I never say for the money yeah. because. Later on, maybe the money will come, but you have to play for the love of it, for the love of the music, you know, from your heart. Otherwise, you become a commercial player, you know, you know, and just to play to, like a job. Yeah. But later on, the money comes, you know. Later on, it comes, you know. But uh, you start with the passion of the music, you know, and 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 I just, you know, when I, I when I die, you know, I just hope that I leave something here, you know, for the younger kids to keep it going, you know, to keep the music and the generation going, you know, like Stevie, you know, yeah. I'm proud of him and, and he's, um, he's going to keep, he's going to take it, he took it to the next, so he's taking it to the next level yeah. and, and then he can play traditional as well, you know, he, he'll go to San Antonio and he'll, he'll play with different bands and he can rock out, you know, and, and he'll just, he could just get on stage and play by himself mm -hmm. and he can play good yeah. stuff, you know, and, and, um, you know. And and we've 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 sat for hours in my studio at home, you know, and just jam. We just jam, and he 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 shows me things 
I'm like, how'd you do that? And he, and then, and then he'll be like, how did you do that? You know, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and I'm just, I'm hoping, you know, that someday I leave that, yeah. you know, something. Mm-hmm. I leave my mark. I leave my mark. You know, hey, Max Baca, man, he did something. This, you know, whatever. You know, and so that's why I play music. Yeah. You know, because I see people. Some, when we start playing, you know, especially uh, Tex Maniacs music, I see them start tapping their foot. Yeah. And then get get a smile, you know, and they get so like I'm, uh, they, I'm inspired that they want to get up and dance, you know. Yeah. So that's that's what makes me feel good, you know. Okay. Uh, the trick question is, how many recordings can you estimate that oh, you've God. done? I would say, um, well, a little over two hundred, okay. maybe close to three hundred. Okay. Maybe yeah, maybe three hundred. Yeah. Maybe even more. <laughs> But uh, but I'm thinking around there, around you know. Three hundred. Yeah, yeah, because I've done so many albums. Yeah. And each album has ten songs, twelve mm-hmm. songs, twenty, fifteen, eighteen songs, and I've done like, I mean, I've recorded so many songs with different artists, you know, mm-hmm. including the Rolling Stones. Oh wow. Yeah, nineteen. What were the years Selena Selena got shot? Ninety five, ninety six. Ninety five. right? Yeah, ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Well, in ninety five, I was touring with Flaco. And in Los Angeles, we were touring with this band called the Rock Angels. And it was just me and Flacco. And so they were in the newspaper in LA, they were announcing Flacco was going to play at this theater. Mm-hmm. And so Don was, is, was the producer of the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Well, he was reading the paper, he saw. And they, there was this one song they, had to, they needed to finish the recording. Yeah. And they needed a certain instrument to. to and they tried to steal guitar, they tried a saxophone, they tried trumpets, they tried all these instruments. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when he saw Flacco's name, he said, that's what we need right there for this song, you know? Yeah. So, so he ended up calling us backstage at the theater, right? Mm-hmm. And I answered the, I picked up the phone in the dressing room, you know, and, um, and this is Don Was, and, and uh, we're looking for Mr. Flaco Jimenez. I said, yeah, he's right here. He goes, I go, who is this? He goes, Don Was. And, and, I, and I was like, Don Was? The producer, Don Was? And I said, yeah, what, what, what's happening? He said, well, we, we're working on an album. I'm producing an album for the Rolling Stones. And we wanted to see if he'd be interested in, in coming and putting an accordion part. And, and then I gave the phone to Flaco, and then, and I go, Flacco, it's uh, Don was from the, you know, he's producing the Rolling Stones. Wants to see if you can record tomorrow. And you know, we had off the next day. We were off. <laughs> yeah. And so, no, he got the phone and he's, he was talking to Don was. And then, and then he said, hey, by the way, uh, I have my bajo sexto player here with me, Max Baca. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that sound that you're looking for, the Tex-Mex sound, because he said, we want that, we want that Tex-Mex sound. Yeah. Well, it has to be complete with the bajo sexto, with the accordion together. And he says, bring him too. We want him too. <laughs> so that's how, that's how that happened, man. And so I, I, I got to go record with him that one song, man. And I never thought yeah. in my dreams that, you know, I just. Uh, so, uh, I, I mean, when I got back home from Albuquerque, I was on the front page of the news, Albuquerque newspaper. <laughs> wow. Duke City Kid makes it to the Rolling Stones, you know. And this, it was a really cool, really cool, man, yeah. to, to, be, to say that, you know, yeah. I have that under my belt, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh. So that was that, and uh, but, uh, I don't want to take. It's been Valentina, it, thank you so much, Valentina. Yeah. You know, and I hope I answered all your questions. Well, thank you so much, Max, for your time. I appreciate it. You are listening to Cultivating Indigenous Voices, featuring Max Baca. 
hosted and produced by Tina Andrew. To hear the full conversation, go to kxci.org.